Welcome back, everybody, to the Stadium Journey podcast. Thanks for joining us tonight. Our website, stadiumjourney.com, is the world leader in sports travel information with reviews of over 2,500 stadiums from all around the world. And we are more than just an awesome website. Hey, stay tuned. Big news coming as far as the website's concerned. Connect with us on all of our social media channels at Stadium Journey. You can find audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast, not just this one, at uh, you, all you had to do, forgot where I was there for a second, by searching HIAC Talk Radio Network wherever you look for your favorite podcast. And if you're looking for video simulcasts of the Stadium Journey podcast, you can find those at Stadium Journey's YouTube page and our classic back catalog of old episodes. We have been doing this for five years now, people. We can find those at vocnation.com. And if you want to be part of our live studio audience, we record live every other Tuesday night at 7 Eastern at danlaw.tv. we got the gang all here tonight. It's been a little while, guys. Dave Cotney's here. Follow him at ProFan9. Mark Viquez is here. Find him at Ballpark Hunter. Dan Calchico's here. Follow him at danlaw83. And I'm Paul Baker. You can follow me at PuckmanRI. Tonight, we're being joined by our old friend, Lloyd Brown. And I mean old friend, not because you're old, Lloyd, but you're, you've been with us for a long time. <laughs> Lloyd is here because he's got the inside scoop on our topic for tonight, the Savannah Bananas. For those of you who may not be familiar with the Bananas saga, they are, they are a true rags to riches story. They started off nearly in bankruptcy. The team found lightning in a bottle. They had a brilliant marketing and merchandise strategy that just took off. Uh, they started off playing a legit summer college baseball team in the Coastal Plain League where they have won a bunch of championships. And they also invented their own brand of baseball, which they dubbed Banana Ball. And that has taken the sporting world by storm. And it's been so successful that a few months ago, they announced that they were going to quit summer college baseball, get rid of their summer college team that started it all. And they were going to become full-time a barnstorming team playing Banana Ball all around the country. And that's where we're going to start talking. So, Lloyd, do you want to give us any fill in any parts of that history that I that I missed, please? Well, I mean, a little bit of the background, I guess. Uh, when you think of the bananas, you think of the Harlem Globetrotters playing baseball, and that's kind of what you would go to a game and find out. It's it's really a three ring circus. Uh, for instance, you call the bullpen, okay. Pitcher comes in for the bullpen. Well, usually what do they do? They run in from the bullpen. And with the bananas, they ride in on a horse. Okay. Uh, we also have situations. For instance, one night their uh, PA announcer was out sick and they were trying to find, you know, somebody to substitute. And they came up with the bright idea. Well, why don't we have the players introduce themselves when they come up to bat? So they really... <laughs> Basically, it's a team that thinks totally outside of the box. Um, just the real short background, there used to be uh, uh, the Mets uh, single-A level club was there. Uh, they were the uh, Sand Nats. They moved Columbia and became Fireflies. Okay, that left Savannah without a minor league baseball team. And so this gentleman that is the head of, of the club, uh, he had headed up the club up in Gastonia, North Carolina. And so he came down to Savannah, tried to get things started in the traditional way. 
selling, you know, selling sponsorships and that type of thing and couldn't get any excitement at all. The reason why they'd left Savannah, lack of attendance. And so he was running up against a brick wall. And just real quickly, who are he, people he admired in his life? Bill Beck and uh, obviously P.T. Barnum. And so if you've ever seen him on TV, they've had things on CBS Morning. They've had things on uh, all the different cable shows. He's the one in the orange, the yellow tuxedo, the banana yellow tuxedo. That's the way you know he's the owner. And uh, since then, in those years since they've started the team, 4,000 people a night have come to their games. They play in a historical ballpark that goes back to Babe Ruth played in that stadium. So it's a very historic park with the roof, fans up above, that type of thing. And anyway, they've sold out every season since the beginning, the earliest season. And they've been very successful. Take out the comedy and all the showmanship, they're a good baseball team. And they've won the championships. Uh, I think they've been in existence five years. They've won the championships three years. So that's just a real quick overview. We'll talk more in depth with other pieces of the puzzle. What you got, Dave? Uh, uh, Paul, you better not let any of the 25 teams that you announced for hear this bananas thing. Otherwise, you're going to be you're going to be on the unemployment line. <laughs> what do you mean about the players announcing themselves? Yeah. What do they need you for then? <laughs> I don't know, this I is all for like, show. I kind of like the idea, though. But that's not real baseball. Can you that's imagine that ball. in hockey where, you know, somebody scores a goal and they got to come over? Yeah. <laughs> Don't give a team any ideas. <laughs> that, that, can you imagine that in like football? <laughs> How bad could that end up being? <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, what, what the bananas have done. I mean, I walk around Indianapolis and I see people with banana hats and shirts. People talk about this team. They, they go, Mark, you ever been to a bananas game? And, you know, last time I was in Savannah was on my honeymoon and I, the sand nets had, I think they just left or was still there. And yeah, it's an old ballpark, but I always felt they had good bones. And, you know, what the bananas have done is just, I, I don't know if this can be repeated. No other teams want to have their success, but for the Savannah Bananas to say, hey, let's leave the Coastal Plain League. And I think they've been around. Let's leave this league, and we're just going to do banana ball. And we're going to play from, you know, I don't know, February to September, 33 games. We're going to tour around the country is, you know, is unheard of. Now, I know baseball had those roots with the house and the Indianapolis Clowns, the Chicago, like that, but, you know, for, for them to just say, screw, you know, not screw the league, but yeah, we're going to go well, on tour because that's what the people want us to do is unprecedented. You know, I, I don't know if another team can do this that easily. I just don't know what it is about Savannah that stick on a wall. All these ideas you throw stick on a wall. You know, let's have a guy come up with a flaming bat. Let's have uh grandmother's game. Let's have our, you know, our battery do a little dance before they pitch. It's, it's insane. And they, they got the whole country watching. So they're doing something. Oh, yeah. Well, I know, you know, really all the notoriety has only been in this this most recent year. I mean, yeah. that's they, when they had the thing on HBO. That's yes. when they, you know, they've been on CBS Sunday morning, uh, those kinds of things. 
So um, now one of the things with this move is they are still going to be playing games in Savannah. Oh yeah. Um, they're going to, they have their own house team. If, if anybody's familiar with the, with the globe trotters, you know, there's the New Jersey generals and the team that, that travels around with their team is called the uh, animals, uh, the party animals. And so they're in on the joke. In other words, you're sitting there like, how does a normal team that's playing against them react when they're doing all this, you know, silly stuff and showboating stuff? You know, do they resent it or whatever? That won't be the case with this new thing because they'll basically be playing the house team. Oh, they're not going to take the uh, the party animals on the road with them? Yeah, they are. They are yeah. going to take the party animals. And see, oh. the party animals will be on in on the joke. Right, right. Well, I, yeah, I that's who they're always going to play. Oh, that's when you go see, the, see them play, it's going to be the, against the party animals. Right. They may have something, you know, plan that may not be the case, but I think majority of the games will be the party animals. That's kind yes. of how they have it yes. set up. Okay. I just misunderstood what you said. Like and, and they're going to be playing in Charleston, West Virginia, April 21st. So. Yeah, it's funny. As we're recording this podcast about the bananas, they are announcing their mm -hmm. schedule for 2023. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're hoping. Yeah, you become a fan. You you want them to come to Indy. You want to see that place yeah. sold out. So should we uh, familiarize our, <clears throat> excuse me, our listeners with the rules of what exactly is banana ball? Because yeah. it's it's baseball, but it really, it's not baseball. They, they've kind of, you know, like when you were a kid and you played in your, in your backyard and like you had rules like, well, if you hit a foul ball into the neighbor's yard with the big dog, it's an automatic out because we can't get the ball. Yeah. In. It's rules like that. Yeah. Exactly. So they have a bunch of their own rules. Well, somebody had them up earlier. I don't remember yeah. who. I, well, I got them. I got them yeah. handy. All right. So there oh, are nine rules. And if you go to their website, they've, this is all well put out in their banana ball for dummies pamphlet. <laughs> so they got every inning counts. And I guess that means that, if you play an inning, it's like each inning is its own little game. So whoever wins the inning gets a point. Right. Kind of like golf, right? When you play in uh, skins. Like the, the skins game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a two-hour time limit. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, no stepping out of the batter's box. There's nothing wrong with that. I like that rule. Uh, no bunting. Well, um, you actually, know what? There's a, there's a team in the majors that's going to go a whole year. It's going to be the first time ever. They're going to go the whole the season without bunt. Is it the Braves? Unless, yeah. they, unless they bunt in these last few games, they're going to go the whole season without a single sacrifice. So this, this if, you, if you go into the uh, banana ball for dummies, it gets into a little bit more. So no bunting. If you bunt, you get thrown out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, batters can steal first. So on a wild pitch or a pass ball, you can just start running if you want, I guess. Doesn't the Atlantic League do that now? Uh, they did I that one year. I don't know if they still do it. There are they did no, do it. no walks allowed. So that's right. A ball uh, four. This is one of the coolest rules. On a walk, the, uh, the like on batter a ball takes four, off. Yeah, the batter takes off. The the batter runs, and uh, the you third baseman up. or like the, the catcher's got to throw it to third, to second, to first. Every no. Third, here's short. the here's the rule. I know this one. The runner can run as long as he wants, as many bases he wants, but ev until every defensive player touches the ball, then they can tag him out. Yeah. So, so if he <laughs> can make it to third base before everybody touches the ball, it's a triple. Oh, every, every, oh, every defense, even in the, but you'll notice, that's wacky. 
but you'll notice there was a game on ESPN, <laughs> which I watched, and the bananas have act and the party animals have gotten good at this rule. What happens is you'll see on a ball four, you'll see all nine players run towards second base. So that way, instead of having to chuck it all the way around the field, they're chucking it. They're just flipping it to each other right near second base. They do okay. hot potato. Yeah. They're doing the hot potato. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you had to throw it all the way around the outfield, you could probably get it inside the park walk. That's, that yeah, that's kind of crazy. Uh, okay. So on their list, it's a little weird. They got one-on-one showdown tiebreaker, but no, no visits to the mound in, in the book. Yeah. In the, in the other things says no visits to the mound. I think that's cool too. Um, rule eight. If a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. Yep. Yes. I like that. That's a fun so, rule. Yeah. I'm now. So I, I'm not sure how that would look in reality that's that's probably the biggest weird one i so lloyd if you played in a park say they played in uh you know a park that had seats behind the outfield somebody hits a home run fan catches it is he out now <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's well, that's a question we need to ask <laughs> what is there it? is well so far it hasn't been an issue because grayson field has a, a just a wood wall right and there, so there's no people in the outfield, and there's no stands in the outfield. <clears throat> but the, the main thought process behind banana ball is the worst thing that has happened to baseball, or one of the worst things that's happened to baseball, is the length of time that games last. And so the idea with this is that these are all rules that are meant to bring the game under a two-hour period. And isn't one of the rules that the game is over after two hours, no matter what? It is. It whoever's is. ahead is the winner. So could right. you? That's, could you that's a, where the you know innings come up because they're nine innings. Yeah. You know somebody's going to be ahead. Could you theoretically pull a Dean Smith and go into the stall? <laughs> How could you stall though? Like you're if you're batting, you can't step out of the batter's box. Yeah. What if you? As soon well, as you step pitching, out of the batter's box, it's a strike. Yeah. Well, if you're pitching, maybe you could go slower. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, banana ball. I've, I remember watching the first game a few years ago and I'd have to watch a few more games, but yeah, when, when you watch it on TV, it's, you're just amazed how packed the stands are and Absolutely. how there's always something going on to keep your eye on. You know, it's not as if when I go to a baseball game, I walk around a lot. I don't pay attention to the game with banana ball. People are sitting down, paying attention to the game, seeing what the heck's going to happen next. You know, <laughs> even in be, you know, even in be in between pitches, you know, something crazy could happen. And I think a lot of people are just jazzed that uh, they're announcing where they're playing this year. Cause everybody wants to get a piece of the action and see what this is all about. But, you know, I guess my take would be there was a uh, how long can this last? How long can they do this until that wears off? Or will we see other teams do something similar and challenge them the games? I mean, can this team play in Japan or Australia one day? I mean, it feels like yeah. these guys have these world domination goals. <laughs> well, I think one of the things, you know, is it is it going to get old? I mean, they've been playing for five years in Savannah. And honestly, I mean, I've been to game three of their games. I've never seen them repeat something twice. Mm. Now, 
they've got some standards like their first base coach. Everybody always you know, makes fun of the first base coach with all their signs to the batter and all that kind of stuff. The first base coach for the uh, bananas is literally a break dancer. So yeah. he's break dancing all, all, you know, you, you talk about some moves. He's just totally <laughs> going in motion the whole time. Uh, so, you know, that's another one of the elements that they have to the games. They have the banana nanas, yep. which is a senior women's dance team that comes yes. out in between innings. Uh, yeah, they, they have their own band, you know, so I mean, it, there's just, uh, I can't tell you how many different things they've got. Yeah, and you're right. Every game sold out. There's a huge waiting list on tickets. It's like Uh, 60,000. Yeah, it's and they play at and, you know, they've talked about people have asked them, would you like to build a new ballpark or expand? I think they like the fact that they have this ticket demand uh, to their stadium. I mean, they could probably easily play in a 6,000 seat ballpark. 8,000 and get that many people. But I think they like the fact that, hey, you know, we have this demand here and that creates the excitement kind of like Duke basketball. So. Well, see, they don't, don't they don't own the stadium. It, it's a city. It's literally in a city park. Mm-hmm. The stadium is owned by the city. And in addition to this tour that they're doing, they will still be playing games in Savannah. It's just well, if Savannah yeah. is such a year round at uh, climate, you can start games in February and play them till October. Yeah. Yeah, they're and doing so about they'll, seven they'll games. Have games there. Yeah, they're having seven to eight games a month there, and then they just go on the road a couple times right. <laughs> during the month. So it's right. uh, it's a nice little schedule for them. But I'm gonna I'm gonna miss them playing the making bacon though. I thought those guys had a nice little rivalry. That's who it's gonna kill because yeah. Yeah. they are the only teams in Georgia. All the other coastal playing leagues are in South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia. Yeah. And so you're going to have making bacon, uh, you know, kind of left out there unless they add teams somewhere else. Yeah. And I kind of wonder what the Coastal Plain League feels about this. Are they like, OK, go get out of our league where we're, you're getting too big or are they a little bit little animosity? Like, really, you guys are leaving us like we're the ones who allowed you to our league. And now you're kind of uh, saying goodbye to us. Of course, you know, if you're playing the bananas in your park. Oh, Nashville. It probably Nashville. is a sellout night for that ballpark. See, that's what I'm wondering. Like if like if the regular team was playing up in uh, you know, let's say Eden, yeah, Macon or Edenton or uh Holly Springs, you know, do they sell out those games? Do they sell out the games on the road? I that's something I never never really looked at. Yeah. Dave, Dave, what you got? So I mean it's to answer to answer the question, it seems like a pretty simple answer to me. Um, you know, you said, "Is is this going to get old? Uh, are people going to get tired of it? Aren't isn't by going out on the road giving them more longevity? That's how you right? combat it. Yeah, like you know, you the circus did this forever, right? Like you know, you didn't have the circus in your backyard fifty two weeks a year. It mm-hmm. comes to town once a year." Or, or right. you know, for a, a three-day stretch or whatever, or or the the state fair or the carnival or what, like that's the all PPL. those things that have led such <laughs> a long life by by having that that scarcity, by having that uh, you know, it's an event, right? And 
you know, sure they they've got a big a big season ticket list or or, or whatever in Savannah, but you know, at the end of the day, isn't there like a bigger world out there? Can't you make more money by by heading out on the road and 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 taking your show to other places? Well, right. that, they, yeah, go ahead. That was exactly my point when they first announced it. This is how we got the idea for this subject was that if they're going to just play 70 banana ball games in Savannah every year, it's going to get old. You're not it. It'll work for a little while, but then people are going to get tired of it. But so their plan, I think, is brilliant. Look what the Carlin Globetrotters have been doing. How long have they been playing? Dave, you, you hit it right. I can't add anything to what you said. It's, it's an event now, one weekend a well, year in your town. Go ahead, Lloyd. 1926. There, there the other point is they're going to go to a lot of cities that lost minor league baseball teams that are, you know, these are oh. cities that have had baseball. Oh, they're coming to Indy. June 30th. They're doing a lot of AAA parks, I've noticed, on their announcements. June 30th. surprising. I've seen Oklahoma City, Nashville, Las Vegas, Indy. It's not all the teams. Yeah, I was expecting it to be, like you said, Lloyd, all the teams that maybe got contracted a few years ago. But they're hitting hitting some big markets, too. Yeah, they're going to Vegas, Nashville. They're going to AAA ballparks. I wonder if they can sell out a 10,000-seat ballpark with this. We'll find out. Yeah, I'm trying to think when they went to Kansas City Monarchs. I don't know if that's on a 10,000 seat, but that they had a huge crowd there. But I mean, do they need to sell out a 10,000 seat? I mean, no, it looks impressive. They're but yeah, you, 4,000 at, at uh, you know, in Savannah, 4,000 is the capacity of, of the stadium or whatever. Ever. So, you know, if you're if you're coming well, to Indy and and playing what one game. Where the difference is going to come in, though, is college wood bat league. The players don't get paid. Okay. Yeah, these right. can, these because they're does. college players. They don't want to lose their eligibility. So why do they play in the wood bat leagues? It's because they don't lose their eligibility. They go back from playing all summer, and they're totally eligible in their colleges. A well, lot cheaper to run a college summer team, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there, but the- There's not that cost factor. You also don't have, um, you know, people stay at people's houses. You have like house parents. Okay. When you go on the road, you're going to be, you know, you've got hotel bills. You are going to be paying these players. These players are not doing it for free. Mm-hmm. You're also paying for the opposition team to play the bananas. So there's going to be more expenses. I, you know, it's not a, a way to reap in more money necessarily. It's, you know, because there are going to be more expenses involved with this. Yeah, but how much do you think these guys are making based on merchandise sales, based on the exposure they have gotten from that HBO series? Or was it the ESPN series? Yeah, Yeah. Uh, They don't have advertisements on their walls. That was one thing they celebrated. No, we we got rid of the ads on the walls, the fan wall. You know, and that's because they didn't want to be told by an advertiser they couldn't do something. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, who does that? Nobody does no no sports team does that. <laughs> so Park Akron. Uh I guess the other part is is that we don't really know what the deal is with these stadiums, right? So you know, you said they're gonna go to Indy. Well, what's the deal there? Are do they have to pay rent to go in? Is the city or the is there a promoter involved? you know, where they're going to get some money up front. 
and and they've got a pretty good idea of what they're going to get before they go in. I mean, it, those kinds of things we don't really know about. You know, it's are, are they getting a, a cut of the of the concessions? Yes, you know all those kinds of things. Yeah, it's going to be some kind of it's it's that I'm sure the Indianapolis Indians have something to do with it because I know whenever there's a non-baseball event, like if there's some sort of golf outing or uh, like a beer festival, it's, you know, I'm always contacting somebody from the Indians with that, but I'm not 100% sure, you know, maybe you have to go through somebody else. Well, think about when like the NCAA tournament comes to your home arena. Mm-hmm. It's like the local stuff is shut out. It's all the NCAA contracts. Yeah. Maybe it'll be something like that. I'm sure the bananas are going to be bringing a whole giant merchandise Oh, oh yeah, stand and everything. But there. I would, I would think. I'd like to get a hat. Sales, sick ticket sales are probably using whatever the team use. I mean, I would think. Of course, I guess different stadiums have. You know, does the team own the stadium or does the the city own that stadium? Well, I'm sure they sign a contract for that event for that day or days. But I mean, it may vary by the city how they do yeah, it, because just because of the setup of the stadium. Right. And, and here's another piece to this whole marketing puzzle, right? So, you know, the Globetrotters, the Globetrotters, of course, it yeah, the, the started in, in Harlem. They started in Chicago. Yeah. But, you know, when you say Harlem, you immediately think the, of the Globetrotters and vice versa. You know, what does, what does the city of Savannah get out of the bananas going on the road? I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of trickle down, right? Uh, there, you can't call them the indie bananas or anything like it just has to be the Savannah bananas. It rolls off the tongue, like the, mm-hmm. the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. yeah. And, and is this, I mean, I don't know much about Savannah. I, I guess it's, there's something touristy about it. Uh, oh, it's very touristy. I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, Ghost I, tours. I don't really know, but Huge. I mean, this is just one more piece to the puzzle to, to bring that name even beyond you know, Georgia, mm. the South, the East, whatever. But I think somebody mentioned already that they saw Savannah Bananas jersey, some totally different area from here. I know you that know. when I'm wearing this hat out, guys, everybody recognizes it. Hey, Savannah Bananas. <laughs> the word is out. The word is out. And the word is banana. Word, Go word banana. Is not the word. I got to say, Every time I hear Here. Savannah Bananas, I think of that kids' show, Bananas in Pajamas. The Australian show, <laughs> Bananas in Pajama. <laughs> Stairs. See, there you go. There's a there's the next, next banana ball. Uh, I don't know gimmick. That would make sense they all, if they, if they, they all come out wearing playing, pajamas. <laughs> yeah, if they wind up playing in uh, yeah in pajamas, somebody's got to throw that out to them. If they do wind up playing in Australia, that that has to be something connected to. Banana, uh, b- bananas and pajamas. Oh, I didn't even think of that. They could go worldwide with this tour. Well, I can definitely see that. I can Absolutely. see them playing in Tokyo. I can see them playing in somewhere in Australia, even Auckland, New Zealand, anywhere there's a ballpark. They they can play out in Cairo, Egypt, <laughs> <laughs> right next to the the pyramids of Giza. You know, uh, London, England. I mean, this this team probably wants to do something that crazy. I don't know if people in Europe are this would come out like they do here, but. I think the spectacle of it would definitely attract some folks. And and I think this is some of the objectives that the bananas have. Uh, they, they really, they really oh, have harnessed something. Hot. Yeah, he, he, 
I mean, I, I think Dave has seen some of the, the gentleman that owns this bananas wrote a book. And it, it, if you read it, it's like a business textbook of, you know, how you can apply what the bananas do to your business, which is like, it's called fans first. That's his, his way of it. Like you put the fan as the center of everything. It's like you're, you put your customer as the center of your universe. So, I mean, he definitely, you know, if you, when you read the banana book, yeah, he talks about all the goofy things they do, but he makes the point of listening to the customer, what doesn't work, try something else you know, those kinds of things. So yeah, I definitely I, think he's probably got big ideas down the road. <laughs> and I think this was part of leaving the Coastal Plain League is that a lot of folks came out to watch him play regular baseball and they hated it. They're like, where's banana ball? Where's I can catch a foul ball and it's out. So listening to your customers, uh, I wish it was that easy. There's a lot of baseball teams out there that, like there's a team out in uh, Louisville, the Louisville Jockeys, in the Ohio Valley League, they're trying to do things like the bananas, but they're not quite there yet. But they're baby steps. We wish them well. Uh, I think I think it also helps have some kind of uh, some kind of financial backer to help you do some of these things. Oh yeah, um, it has to. And I don't know what the bananas have. Some people have said some things. I'm not going to repeat them, but you know, it does he, help when you're sitting on a bank. His bank staff of money. doesn't. Well, he they have meetings prior to every game, and it's not to you know do strategy. <laughs> it's like okay, okay, here they run through it, and they just sit there. It's our skits. Here's our you know our yeah. skits for tonight. It's really like planning a show. It sure is, much as a baseball yeah. game. Yeah, you can't just ad lib that and have it be successful. Trust me. No, and but he probably doesn't have anybody over thirty on his staff. I mean, Probably I mean the, the general manager is like 28 years old. Yeah. And I mean, they, they get, you know, ideas from everybody on their staff, from ticket takers to, I mean, like when you get to the ballpark, the team comes out and does a parade every night outside the ballpark and they have a band and they dance, you know, and they'll dance with the, the fans, you know. I mean, and these are college kids. It's like, you know. <laughs> I mean, the, the players are college kids, so like, what the heck? Well, the, don't fun. get don't get Chris Sale on the team. He may <laughs> rip something up in anger. You know what's story, funny? A baby. lot of a uh, lot of major league names have shown up in Savannah. I mean, Eric Byrne is part of the team. Uh, John Papelbon has pitched. Bill Bill Lee. Lee. Johnny Gomes. Um, Bill I they Lee. brought Billy Bill Lee in. Space Spaceman. Yeah. Spaceman was warming up in the bullpen for a game. Yep. Spaceman had a heart attack in the bullpen on national TV and collapsed. Okay, guess what? They had <laughs> firemen and policemen in the crowd. Yeah, it was first responder night. Came over, resuscitated him. Two weeks later, he pitched the first inning of a game. <laughs> He's 76, 77 years old now. And, and, and I never like, thought he probably never thought he'd be playing baseball again at his age. Well, so. it was funny. It was like the, the owner said, Oh God, I killed Bill Lee. <laughs> he killed the spaceman. Oh, the spaceman adding to the his legacy of uh, and I mean they evidently have a line of people, retired players that want to you know just come out for a game, be a part of, or, you know, yeah. pitch out the first pitch, whatever. They just want to be associated with yeah, it. Yeah, and, and I guess you have to be independent to do things like this. You, you have to have people on board that want to be wacky, that want to do social yeah. media activities, 
I get it. There's probably some coastal plain league players that like, I, you know, I just want to play ball. I don't want to get get involved in all this. Oh so yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe, sure. maybe this. Oh, they're playing in Trenton, New Jersey. All right, but you know, maybe you have to do something like this. You have to say, "Hey, we're just going to go independent, and we're going to—it's—it's it's our rules to do what we want. No one can tell us no, or nobody's going to call up a player. No one's going to from the league tell us we can't do this because of eligibility rules." What are you well, like thirty seconds ahead of me, Mark? I just got Trenton now. Oh, really? I guess so. All right. What do you well, got, Dave? Per- perfect example is uh, who did who used to be in St. Paul, or who is in St. Paul? The Saints. And what did the Saints used to do? They were, you know, they did it before the bananas were doing it. (laughs) Bananas put it on steroids. Yeah, bananas just went crazy with the idea. I think I know who the next team is going to be on this announcement here, the schedule announcement. I'm not saying anything. Just just saying. What do you got, Dave? I saw you waiting patiently over there. Well, I think think Dan will (laughs) like this. Um, If you think about it, and you step back, and it's so, you, like, how does this start? Where, what are the origins and who you got to get on base, right? Like, if you think about this, it's, it's almost like professional wrestling, right? Like, you have to have everybody on board. Like, all you know, I'm looking at the, the website, and it's all these guys doing, like, the, the can-can. You got to get all of those players on board. And they have to see the, the, the big picture and, you know, uh, they have to sacrifice their own, you know, b- career, right? Because if you're going on this traveling road show, you're not, you're not headed towards the major leagues or you're not, you know, improving your college baseball, whatever. Um, and you got the guy at the top who's kind of the visionary. It, it just seems to me to be like this, like an upstart kind of wrestling promotion. It's all about the show. It's, you know, who cares what the score is? And, and I, I think at the end of the day, that's what, that's, that's the, the real mantra is who cares what the score is? Well, who they cares actually had 11, 11 players off of their most recent team got signed to a minor league ballpark ball that was the ball. real the real bananas not the banana ball bananas right right yeah but i mean you have to play some banana i mean you have to be the goofy stuff i mean when they're playing real games in the coastal plain league and winning those championships that's because they're a talented team on top of everything else and i mean you know according to them you know people want to play for the bananas and they can get good ball players as a result because they know that the bananas, you know, have a good record, win-loss record. You know, yeah, you might have to do some silly stuff along the way, but I mean, they got some guys on the team that do nothing but goofy, and then there are guys that are serious ball players that probably don't do much of the goofy. You know, they might do something on the video for the team, like Old Town Road. <laughs> They'll like the like the globetrotters video. where they got two lines they got the the spinny right. jumpy donkey line and then they got the guys okay we actually have to put some points on the board so the final score isn't three to three to <laughs> right. two <laughs> right there were there were acts and then there was real basketball mixed in yeah yeah, yeah. that exactly yeah. 
The only time I've been to a Madison Square Garden to see a basketball game was a Globetrotters game. <laughs> never, <laughs> never Knicks or any college. So, yeah. So can the bananas replicate what the Globetrotters are doing? Dave said the Globetrotters started in 1926. Yeah. So 100 years. And, and they played real basketball back then. In fact, when the NBA was beginning, they would they would play against the NBA teams. And Wasn't that a place and, for the black players to play when they weren't allowed yeah. in the NBA? Yeah. Well, yeah, there was no NBA at the time, but right. uh, at so but yeah, by the forties and fifties, there, there was there was some rules that uh, I'm not one hundred percent sure. Oh, you knew about this, Dave? I did. I did. You did. Ah, you did. You knew it. You fooled us. Nice. We'll get to see banana ball. Maybe, maybe, All right, Dave. Journey convention. What's that? Stadium Journey Convention next year is Worcester slash Brockton. Okay. We're going to go see a banana ball game. I thought we can get into the banana ball game. But... <laughs> Making that. Oh, look at them. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, I yeah. see their wackiness. How come they didn't invite me to this? Yeah. You could you have guys, been on there. Okay. So you guys realize that not everybody knows what you're talking about, including me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they just announced they're playing a game in Brockton. Okay. Which, Going is, to Brockton, which is one of the, according to Dave, 700 teams I work for. Yes. Which is now. No. Not, not. <laughs> uh, I have a question. I have a banana banana question for the the, the oh. head banana. <laughs> top banana. Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> <laughs> no, the southern banana, not the top banana. So, okay. I have Harlem real appeal. Globetrotters, Harlem Globetrotters. No. You think Harlem Globetrotters. You think Sweet Georgia Brown, right? They are uh, they are interchangeable. Yes. Uh, is there a banana? Is there a banana song? Is there an anthem? <laughs> is it bananas? No, in, is is it the bananas and pajamas theme song? <laughs> no, it's yes. We have no bananas. Uh, no. <laughs> it's I wear my sunglasses at night because why not? They, that's hey, Corey Hart. He's me, Canadian. If you, if you go through YouTube, they have done. All sorts of songs that are off of banana frames. I mean, it's don't lose, don't lose the peeling, or can't lose the peeling. You know, so they they have twisted about every song you can think of. Into the, the Harry theme. Belafonte song, <laughs> Dale. Oh yeah. <laughs> so they don't. There is no like, there is no banana anthem just yet. That's the next part of the world domination, I guess, huh? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, going back to what the question really was, an eon ago, I personally, I, and I don't, I have like little to no experience with banana ness. Uh, I've I've never been to a banana game. I've never watched banana ball on ESPN because we don't get that. Uh, but. Theoretically, from what I hear and what I understand, I mean, to me, this is brilliant. Like, it can it can go as long as they want it to. It can go as big as they want it to. It can stay small as they want to, right? Uh, if they and th and this is probably a key. If they get a little bit of television exposure, but for the most part, stay off of television. I think it'll be a huge success once you get on TV and you can watch it on TV and it's yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I saw it. I don't need to go. 
I mean, it yeah, has it's a to be, studio game. It has to be <laughs> worth going to. It has to be an event. It has to be, it has to be the circus. It has, I mean, I know they've played, we used to get the Harlem Globetrotters on TV like once a year or whatever, right. but uh, you know, it's not the same as going. It has to be an event. It has to, it has to, it has to be something that Mark's wife would want to go and see. Yes. She'd probably, she'd probably be, she would probably like it. I would have to explain what it is. And she'd be like, oh my God, that sounds like fun. I'll do it. <laughs> Why is this rule crazy? I mean, that's not the normal rule. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, when the ABA came into existence, they had some crazy rules, like three point shots and such. Some of them became mainstream. Anybody see a banana ball rule becoming mainstream? Not stepping out of the box. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, I could. You know, I think maybe baseball might adapt some of their things, you know, honestly, not the silly stuff, but I mean, limiting how many step outs you can have from the plate. Um, you know, the things that we all know that delay the game a lot. They're already limiting mound visits. Mound visits. So, I mean, I think there's some elements of it. You know, no, catching a foul ball is not going <laughs> to. I tell you, if, if one way to speed up the game is to only have seven inning games. Wow. All the numbers. Could you imagine? Weirdos. <laughs> you, oh, man. They There's would murder you, Mark. Yeah. And, and I'm, <laughs> yeah. and I'm surprised that there are, I know there's some amateur leagues in the, I think in Pennsylvania that do it. Could you imagine having a seven inning baseball league? Yeah, I probably I, could. <laughs> I would rather I would rather them adapt things like no mound visits or yeah. no stepping out. What a time limit! Three hour game, you're done. Before yeah. going to a seven inning pitch game clock. or to a, a, a specific time limit. The pitch clocks are working. Yeah, you see the guys who are, have come up through the minors trained on the pitch clock. Games are yeah. getting a little. Shorter. Oh yeah, for sure. We should make like. Mark Burley be the commissioner of baseball. <laughs> that dude pitched so fast. It was awesome. <laughs> I worked the game one time and we, we were used to, you know, three hour games being the when I worked for the Paw Sox. And there was a game one day that was like an, an hour and 50 minutes. And it was like, I blinked and it was over. Like we were just ready to get ramped up for our final wave of concessions. And nope, done. Game's over. What? Well, here's, wow. here's another thing that's different about the bananas is, okay, tickets to the game's 20 bucks. Sitting there, 20 bucks for a Codgewood bat leg. All you can eat, All right? you can eat food. Oh, really? And that's one of the things they serve. I mean, the amount of food they serve at one bananas game is unbelievable. They serve bananas. But they don't have to take any money. I mean, that's one of the things that they do. No way to th- stand, you know, you just, you just grab and go. And I right? guess you know, over time, they figured out how much food somebody's going to eat in a night and, uh, you know, plan accordingly. I don't know if they did that at the very beginning, obviously, but, you know, they like, okay, what's people's big gripe? Oh, standing in a long line at the concession stand. Well, it's because they're making change, whatever. You know, they don't want to pay the fee to have credit cards. And what is their no, food like? It's very no big. banana beer, is there? Yeah, there's. They a have there. a trash can. Oh, what is it? The trash can something or other. It has everything in its creation on it, and they got all kinds of banana, banana beer, banana liqueur, 
Um, that just now, sounds he, dangerous. He does if stuff they off had. season. They do like beer festivals and stuff like that that they put on during the off season. The team puts it on. That sounds dangerous. Right. Like, what was that night in Cleveland? Uh, Ten cent beer night where they oh, have riots. Yeah. Like, nineteen seventy four. You know, well, the beer. All you can like drink beer, banana beer. That have, just sounds crazy. Just because of the age groups, they might have to charge for the beer, but I don't. The food, they don't. It's all inclusive. Yeah, beer, beer is a big ticket. money maker. I can't see that being included yeah. in twenty dollars. All you can eat, Drek. <laughs> well, I know the Reds do something bar. like that, but I, they limit they, the amount of hot dogs you can get. They built a bar in the, down the uh, first baseline that overhangs the field, and it it does all kinds of business because that's kind of like their their I wouldn't call them sweets, but I mean it's their version of a suite is actually the bar uh, hangs out over the field. Uh, they're playing a game at, at Cooperstown. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> well, Cooperstown will never be the same. <laughs> I've actually played on that field. Yeah, that's. All right, so I guess um, <coughs> excuse me. The best way to wrap this up is, you know, I started to get on this topic, but uh, let's. Do we think this is going to work? I'll give you my. I'll give you my opinion. When I first heard it, and I think I've said this before, and I thought they were going to just play all season long banana ball in Savannah. I was like, no, bad idea. But now that it's come out that they're going to be touring, and just looking at the places they're going, I I think this can't lose right now. Maybe it has a shelf life, but for now, I think it's going to go. It's going to be bananas. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess Dave hit, you know, made a nice uh, correlation. It's going to be like the circus. It's going to be like WWE coming in town, the Globetrotters, you know. Uh, you're not going to see the team. You're going to see them once or twice a year, and you're going to want to get tickets. And, you know, everything else has worked for this team. I don't, I can't think of one thing that the team tried that didn't work. So yeah, uh, yeah, banana ball war tour will be kind of a rite of passage every year. So 2023 is the year they they expanded it, and uh, we may be seeing this for quite some time. Maybe of our grandkids will be coming to the games when they have kids. I think <laughs> they'll be okay, here for Lloyd, a while. As our as our uh, panelist who has actually seen banana ball in person, what do you think? Oh, I, I definitely think so. I mean, I, I kind of, when I first heard it, I thought, well, what are they doing? And then very honestly, I'm on the Facebook group for the, for the bananas and the owners actually did a letter, you know, out to the, the people on the Facebook group. Cause a lot of the people in the Facebook group have never been to a game because they can't get a ticket. And they were explaining this was a way that they can stretch out the season with when they're in Savannah, that they can stretch out more people that want to see it locally can see it. But the people, they get tons of people from all over the country that want to come to Savannah. Savannah's a huge, uh, you know, tourist town. And people will come to Savannah, used to come to, you know, get the food and enjoy the beach. Well, no, they want to come see the bananas play. <laughs> And so I think it's a win-win, and and I think there are a lot of towns that are going to welcome them to to come visit. And I mean, I don't think they'll ever run out of towns. Just, they can play it in a you know high school field. They can play it in a minor league ballpark. They can play it in a major league ballpark if they want to. Um, so I I think it's you know there's a market for it. 
All right, Dave, anything, anything more to add? Uh, nope. I'm full of potassium. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> How about you, Dan? How is the uh, live studio audience? Uh, it's receptive and people are upset that there's no Philly dates yet, but they announced the, um, Trenton. They, Trenton. They, they announced, they announced the Trenton date, uh, right after that. So, um, there was much rejoicing. Yeah. Has Gregory, has Gregory said anything? Craigie, Gregory hasn't said a gosh dang thing. And I'm going to well, yell at him. So first let's get out of here before he starts talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, folks, that's uh, that's our discussion for tonight. Thanks, everyone, for, for listening, man. The, the, yeah, this this will be interesting to see where it goes. Maybe we'll do this again in a year and say, well, we were wrong or we underestimated it. Who knows? Who knows? Only I'll never I admit I was wrong. <laughs> so, Lloyd, Lloyd, thanks for joining us. And uh, do you want to uh, – you got any uh, way to pimp out your social media presence? You want to let people know what you're up to? <laughs> Lately, you're, you are recently, since you joined us last, you actually became a member of Club 124. Yes, I, I did. I finally got the last two out of the way and uh, did that in uh, April this year. So um, tried tried to go to Arizona, but uh, with a 5,000 seat arena, <laughs> if you don't, you want to be parting some major money to be able to get a ticket to That's it. That's uh, right. Come next week, the game in there the will be no right one. Now. Next, come next week, there will be no members of Club 124. No, and most people are saying they're not going to spend that kind of money to go to a game. Is there. is that the only new arena in basketball and hockey this year? I believe or, so. Yeah. All right. Somebody's so, yeah, new and smallest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How much are tickets? Like what? I haven't heard. Lloyd was telling us before we went on air. Oh, right? it was three four hundred dollars, and I mean, that's not. The the comp, you know the organization's price. That's what you yeah. have to pay to get it from. See if you can get a press pass. Has a game ticket. See if you can get a press pass for Stadium Journey. Do you have to go <laughs> to a Meg Coyotes was game? Try. <laughs> or does it count Meg if you go see Arizona State? It does not. It does not. <laughs> they will not have State. the Arizona State logo. Will be in the middle of the ice. Of course it will. That's regardless crazy. of whether it's an NHL game or not. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, it's their arena. Oh my it's, god! It's <laughs> the I, only the, the only other dumb thing I've heard is Phoenix still has a hop. Uh, Arizona still has a hockey team. You, you know what's a little surprising is that they instead of like instead of uh, you know putting the Arizona State logo in the at center ice, I'm I'm a little surprised that they didn't do like. What they I, I don't know if they do this in other football leagues, what they do in the CFL is that now the fields are almost empty. They have almost nothing on them except the yard lines, which they need. Uh, but the big logos are all superimposed, like like the oh, first down. Oh, just, just on TV. Yeah. So like you could do that probably with hockey and put the Arizona Coyotes logo in the mode in the middle if you wanted <laughs> How to. How good would that look? And did they go back to the classic uh, whatever that guy with the Pueblo? Coyote yeah, the, the Kachina. Yeah, Kachina, yeah. I don't think they went back to that logo. I think they yep. brought the jersey back. Oh, okay. No, they went back to the logo. No, they went back to the logo and the that, colors, that, man. It's all done. The Howling really? Coyote is gone. Yeah, oh, Howling really? Coyote. It's, it's an alternate. I, I think it's still an alternate. 
But they couldn't I, afford I, new jerseys, so they're using the old ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she back. yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> the real story is. Yeah, you're not wrong. All right. Well, congratulations on that, Lloyd, man. 120, yeah, yeah. 124. But, but Atlanta doesn't have a hockey team. Well. And I don't care what the rumor is. Atlanta will never get another <laughs> NHL team. I, I didn't say they were getting one. I just said Aaron Carter was looking to round up some investors. There's Aaron somebody, Carter? Yes, yeah. a celebrity or somebody. Hanson, Hanson Carter. Hanson sorry, AC. <laughs> yeah. Eric uh, Carter, like the pop singer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Carter. The NSYNC guy? or I do want to add one thing about hockey in Georgia. Boys. One thing about hockey in Georgia, we will be having a Savannah team. We'll begin play in November. It's the yes, Savannah right. Ghost Pirates. Ghost Pirates, greatest Rangers. hockey name ever. That's oh, they should be the Plantains. That's Shut up! Thinking. No! The Ghost Pirates is awesome. The mascot is a a, a ghost, ghost named Davy, and then the uh, other thing is that Athens, Georgia, will also be getting an ECHL team. They're building a new arena in downtown Athens. Nice. Oh, I didn't so, know that. So, I mean, the University of Georgia hockey team, team. That will be in twenty twenty four. Does that mean the University of Georgia hockey team is on the horizon? They have. Well, they have a team, uh, a club team. Than I have had one for years, but uh, they will be able to play there. But it also, I mean, they weren't going to build it unless they got a hockey team. I mean, a, a you know, a professional hockey team. Right. Huh, Some people thought the Gladiators would move up there <laughs> since they're not drawing in Gwinnett. <laughs> I drove by that arena one time. All right. They so, missed uh, anything. No. <laughs> it's in a mall, right? Yeah. Dan. What color is this probably you? Me? Oh, Dan Law 83. Nowhere. With, with your with your new stylish and professional looking logo, man. I think Isn't awesome. it nice? Isn't it everything? The new setup for the podcast is gorgeous. Love it. I'm very happy. Uh, Dan All Law right. 83. Beautiful. Mark, where can I was just probably you? And what do you got on the docket before we, until we get together again? Well, I'm being that I'm, you can follow me at Ballpark Hunter across uh, YouTube and Twitter and, and TikTok and Instagram. Uh, new videos on YouTube all the time. I got vintage baseball this week, but it's not as fun as when Conan O'Brien was there several years ago. I don't know where I'm going to be because uh, the high school soccer team that I coach is in sectionals and we have games on Saturday. So if uh, we win this Saturday, Saturday, if we win that Saturday, we're in semi-state. So uh, it's really putting a dent into my college football schedule because I had planned to go to IU. I had planned to go to uh, Louisville. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to go uh, in the foreseeable future until soccer's over, but I'll let you guys know. I can sympathize with you, Mark, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dave, what you got, camera. what you got on the agenda and where can our listeners follow your adventures? Uh, you can follow my adventures on Twitter and Instagram at profan nine. Uh, this Thursday is one of my favorite events of the year. It's the Battle of Waterloo uh, football. The Warriors uh, are hosting and the Laurier Golden Hawks are going to destroy them because Waterloo is looking really rough this year. There are a few other Laurier football and hockey and Laurier hockey starting too. So I'll be at that. But after Thanksgiving weekend. Canadian Thanksgiving. 
Canadian Thanksgiving, the right Thanksgiving. We are it's headed Columbus Day to you to those of you yes. the border. So California, here we come, and a new spot for myself and my wife. We are going to the SAP Center to see the San Jose Sharks. I'm pumped. Ooh, with their new colors. New colors. New colors. What? 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 No teal. No, it's yeah. All, it's like, gonna be teal. teal. <laughs> it's just it's good. It's all teal and white, baby. All teal, white, and gray. The orange is gone. Picture what, the Savannah Dave, bananas in teal. More back yeah. to the make originals. Sure, Dave, yeah, make sure you get there early because they skate out of the shark's mouth at the beginning of the game. I am on it. I picked my seats just so I could get a great picture of that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And the music from Jaws plays about a hundred times. Perfect. Like, all right, and you can follow my stadium journeys on Twitter and Instagram at PuckmanRI. And uh, like Mark, I <clears throat> excuse me, I become more and more busy, so that's putting a big hamper on my stadium yeah. journeying. Because <laughs> I had an open weekend this coming weekend, and I was looking at maybe hitting up some football and some hockey in New York City, but got a call right before the show. Got another job doing PA. So this weekend I'll be at Brown University announcing some field hockey. And then uh, let's see. Next weekend is UMass Dartmouth football, and the following weekend, uh, let's see. I think I might be Stonehill hockey. So you could again, you could follow uh, follow me at Puckman RI. And remember, you can find all of our stadium reviews, news items, and other feature stories on our website, StadiumJourney.com. Connect with us on our social media channels. Very simple at Stadium Journey. You can find audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast simply by picking up your phone. Search HIAC Talk Radio Network wherever you look for your favorite podcast, and you'll find us. Video simulcast. We got a YouTube page full of all kinds of video content, not just not just this podcast, but obstructed views. James, our buddy James Hilchin does some uh, what's, what's it called banter from the box, where he interviews some uh, some announcers from across the international league and beyond. Mark's got some content on there, different stadium travels he's done. Check it all out on our YouTube page, Stadium Journey's YouTube page. And you can find our classic back catalog, vocnation.com. Live streams, come and join us. Be part of the audience. Give us some input. Be part of the conversation. Every other Tuesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern at danlaw.tv. Thank you. 7 7 o'clock. I don't know. I don't know what that was going to (laughs) be. Hey, thanks again. Exactly. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) That's coming up pretty soon, right? It's got to be. Oh, it's getting dark and early enough anyway. So thanks again, Lloyd, for joining us tonight. We will Thank be back. Man. Our next show will be in three weeks. Being back on schedule. Thanks for uh, jo- sticking with us through this blacking this year. So that brings us to October 25th. Dave, what is our topic? TBD. TBD? All right. I love that. We're going to talk about TBD and the D. So... Thanks, everyone, once again for your support. For Dan, for Lloyd, for Mark, and Dave, this is Paul with you all. Safe stadium journeys and close games. Hope to see you on the road again real soon. Be safe out there.